Welcome to the Short Term Rentals Podcast. Here we share all of the latest news, opinion and intelligence from across the burgeoning short-term vacation rental space, along with thought-provoking interviews with industry leaders. My name is Paul Stevens, editor of Short-Term Rentals and host of this week's episode. For episode 24 of the Short-Term Rentals Podcast, I'm delighted to be speaking with Rachel Tabillon, Head of Business Development at Home2Go, about the company's revenge travel report with AirDNA, the winners and losers from the revenge travel phenomenon, and getting the latest on their upcoming SPAC merger with Lakestar. This podcast is kindly sponsored by Minute. So thank you for joining me on the Short Term Rentals podcast, Rachel. And um, so I'd like to just start off by asking you this first question. So please, could you introduce yourself, home to go and the services you provide in the short term rental industry? Absolutely. Hi, everyone. Hi, Paul. And thanks so much for having me here today. It's a pleasure. Um, yeah, so, so home to go we've, we've been around for seven years now. Uh, myself, I've been working at home to go for over six years. So it's been a journey. It's been an amazing journey, actually. Um, when I started, I was involved a little bit everywhere, but with the time I, I focused on business development and now I'm, I'm lucky to be heading that, um, that team. Um, and we at Home2Go also evolved uh, throughout the time. And now we're very proud to be uh, the fastest growing booking channel for property managers worldwide, meaning that we allow them to diversify their distribution strategy, uh, to get more revenues, to not put all of their eggs into the same basket as well. And for the consumers, so for the guests, um, they simply can find the largest choice of accommodations online, from thousands of trusted partners, and obviously using you know, smart technology, like smart filters, flexible dates, flexible cancellation policies. So we're really there to find the best inventory, put it on our site, and make sure um, the guests as well find the best choice there. Fantastic. And of course, let's approach why why we're really here as well. So I realised that you've just done this new um, revenge travel report with AirDNA. So could you explain a bit to us why you set this up um, with AirDNA? How did you collect the data for this report? And uh, ultimately, what the purpose of this study was? Sure. Um, so given that we have millions and millions of, of offers of properties on, on Home2Go websites, because we, uh, we, have, we have many, many different websites, different brands as well, catering for, for the needs of guests all around the world, we actually have this massive database um, and we can just crunch all this data, identify the latest trends and share these trends with the industry, uh, specifically property managers, because we noticed that this is something they're craving for getting access to this, to this data, and especially, especially since COVID, understanding a rapidly changing industry. Because if you've been a property manager for 20 years or 10 years, obviously you know the industry pretty well, uh, you know your business pretty well, and you probably know as well your seasons, your guests, you know, trends pretty well. But imagine like for the last two years, everything has been just put upside down. So we're also there to provide some, some guidance. So, we have really several white papers since the start of the pandemic. We also support them with webinars. And um, the whole idea is to combine pretty much all the different data sources that we have 
So we take this data from, from home to go, just million and million of offers that we have um, from those million and million of guests. We also interview guests. Um, so that's also the qualitative part of it. So we interviewed more than a thousand guests um, in, those, in those European markets. So France, Italy, Spain, the UK, Germany. Um, and it's also what we do with property managers. So we interview guests, we interview property managers, um, and you try to get a feeling for, all right, what do we see in the data? What are guests planning on doing? Do they actually do what they said they would do? Um, and what, what do property managers think about all of that? So that's what we usually do. And, and this time we were, we were super excited to partner up with AirDNA, um, which has been a great partner, and just adding also from their own data, because they also cover some data points that we don't necessarily have, because this is you know, not, not what uh, we do as a business, and just come together and present a very, very comprehensive um, picture of what's happening in the industry right now to provide some guidance to the, to the property managers. Um, because we've seen that obviously the pandemic has also been an opportunity for us, for the industry, um, you know, given that VRs have been the number one choice during this pandemic, uh, you know, having this contactless handover, for instance, great amenities, you're feeling at home and just being maybe able to forget a little bit about the, the pandemic, forget about COVID, forget about the restrictions and just spend some time with your family, with your friends, not having you know, to wear a mask if you just want to go um, uh, uh, and, and have dinner with them like, like you, you would do you know, if you're in a hotel. So it's, um, it was this those team dynamic that really uh, pushed us to bring this data together, publish it, and that's something we want to do regularly as well. So that's focused on the summer until the end of the year. And we'll do another one then um, until the end of the year to understand what has happened and uh, how is next year also looking like. Great. And of course, there we've already mentioned the P word, pandemic. Um, but of course, you know, this is completely entwined with everything that we've seen, um, all these changes and accelerations we've seen in terms of trends within the industry. But one thing I think that really stands out from the white paper that's come out this week is that there's a new surge of bookings appearing um, in Europe and I think you wanted to explain what some of the um, main factors were that were contributing to this. Yeah absolutely so that's actually interesting because a couple of months ago we, we did um, pretty much the same analysis um, <clears throat> but for the for the US market and it was interesting because the, the US market already recovered or at least showed signs of this, this you know, surge of bookings way earlier. Um, I mean, for the best and for the worst, right? We know sometimes in the US, maybe measures were not as respected as in, as in Europe when it comes to um, fighting COVID, but they also started and, and were pretty fast with the vaccination. Um, so we actually saw a lot of movement in the US already some, some months ago. So we started looking at, at, at this market um, and, and now we did the same for, for Europe. And, and we do see that um, everything that the pandemic had made very clear, unfortunately, in a very, you know, a forceful way, you know, that you couldn't travel the way you wanted, that maybe you had planned, you know, this amazing trip in Bali, uh, traveling around the world, obviously forced everyone, you know, all the guests that, that we are as well, to mm. just choose other options, right? And, and to rethink maybe a little bit the way uh, we were all making, making holidays. Um, and that's very interesting because those travelers, maybe, you know, some of them were actually used to stay in hotels, 
uh, and they tested vacation rentals for the first time and they just noticed oh my god it's not you know um maybe the what they had in their mind when they were thinking of vacation rental because our industry can have sometimes you know slightly maybe a bit more old school uh, picture than hotel might have or, or reputation and they just realized wow that's just awesome there's so much space uh, so much so much uh, innovation as well you know there's a contactless handover with the keys everything you can do online check-in and everything uh, flexible cancellation policy so it's the best of both worlds right you get the flexibility of, of what you would search for in a hotel but actually get all the perks from um, vacation rental not sharing the pool and so on um, so that's what we, we've seen right that it's, it's been that's been very very positive um, for industry and we've also seen obviously that anytime there is a, an announcement right from from governments um, you see that there is a huge surge in bookings right away and huge surge by the way in PR bookings um, because I think that's also one, one advantage we have in our industry is that you can be very spontaneous about it. So you can just, you know, take your car, um, drive 50, 50 kilometers and just, just go to this amazing rental in the middle of the woods, um, you know, in Bavaria, for instance. Um, yeah, so those were, were different trends that we saw and that were definitely, that are definitely driving bookings at the moment. That's, that's very interesting. And on that basis about what you've just talked about where are you seeing that people are, are actually seeking to travel at the moment and you know, maybe what are some of those places where you're seeing the most uh, the highest booking surges mm -hmm. um well domestic you know bookings are still very very important um in you know in general so obviously there are differences you know between markets but for instance germany um was already traveling a bit less domestically than for instance france um, but in, in general, we see domestic travel still very, very high in the list, which is also really interesting as well and a great opportunity for, for many property managers who can capture those guests, usually first-time guests, you know, who maybe wouldn't have considered going to that destination in the first place, and now went there and would probably go back because they realized that's really awesome. But, you know, I, I could be spending a weekend there uh, taking my car um, and rather than hopping on a, on a, on a flight. So we saw a little, little shift here, for sure. Um, so we saw, for instance, you know, Bavaria was, was uh, and is still extremely popular. But we saw also, let's say, there are no dom not domestic destinations uh, as such, but they're actually kind of close by destinations, so not too international, not too far away from their home country. Taking Germany as a, an example, um, it's very known in Germany that Canary Islands, um, you know, are doing uh, a very popular destination and, and they're staying actually very popular destination. So um, we see just guests um, choosing more reliable, maybe autonomous uh, ways of transportation like, like car um, or, or train or short, uh, short flights rather than, than um, uh, longer flights. So those destinations are actually super popular. Uh, anything that also can, you know, allow you to be a bit more flexible. So we see rural destinations are still very popular. Coastal destinations are popular as well. Um, anything that's in the mountain is, uh, has also been very, very sought after. Um, but we also saw, saw some rebound as well for urban rentals. So that's also interesting, seeing how, how that will evolve moving forward. Okay, and I mean, yeah, talk, you, you, you tagged urban rentals on, on the end of that, but um, something I, I noticed in the report as well, Oh, do you think there are actually going to be any maybe definitive 
maybe for want of a better word, winners or losers from this revenge travel phenomenon is, is it maybe, is it fair to call it winners or losers or what, what you <laughs> Yeah, well, it's obviously it's a bit touchy, right? <laughs> you don't want to hurt any feelings. Um, but I mean, definitely when we, when we looked at the data, we can very easily compare, right? We can easily compare like, okay, what's being booked now in 2021 or has been booked? Um, how was it a year ago? How was it two years ago? So kind of, you know, or even, even, even before the pandemic actually. Um, so we do see destinations that are, you know, increasing, decreasing, um, but, it, but in general, we do see just so many different booking patterns that we can't really say there is like any definitive losers or something like this. Because talking again about urban destinations, what's interesting is that maybe it's not the choice number one at the moment, because, you know, um, trying to avoid maybe city centers, plus again, you know, um, personally living in Berlin, um, I probably won't spend my weekend in Amsterdam at the moment. You know, if I want to have a short weekend somewhere, probably stay in Germany, um, you know, and, and, and go maybe, you know, three, four hours away from Berlin uh, with the car. But um, for actually, for, for the bookings happening in urban destinations, the ADR um, is actually higher. So the average ADR, so uh, average day rate, I mean, so that's, that's actually very interesting because when those properties are being booked, uh, property managers are actually making more money. Um, so, you know, it's not just about quantity, it's also something we tell uh, property managers very often. It's also about the quality of the booking, right? It's also about thinking about distribution strategy, occupancy rate, um, thinking about cancellation policies, that should make sense as well, uh, depending on you know, where is your property, what type of property do you have, um, and, and how booked out is it at the moment. So um, uh, short, uh, long story short, um, no really true losers or winners, um, but we definitely see that certain destinations maybe that were not really on the map so far um, have actually benefited from um, from this destination, uh, this situation, and new booking patterns. So it's actually something pretty, pretty positive. Uh, that's a very diplomatic answer, Hasha. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something I haven't actually touched on too much already. But we we will in this next question about the actual types of accommodation. So looking ahead to Q3 and Q4, which you you do in your report, what? Are you envisaging perhaps being the, the types of preferred accommodation types for these types of travellers? Yeah, so here there is nothing, I mean, there is no big revolution, right? We're looking at, at home, like uh, houses, sorry, we're looking at apartments. So still the preferred accommodation type. But what's interesting about it, I believe, um, is not necessarily the type of accommodation. Um, it's more, more the amenities or, you know, what type of house, what type of apartment. Um, yes, we do see as well um, kind of unusual accommodation types that are a little bit, you know, more I mean, located in more remote destination being very popular at the moment, but it stays the fringe anyway from the overall kind of global supply. Um, so that's not such a, such, such a big trend, but looking at those apartments, at those villas, houses and so on, we see that pet-friendly accommodation are super popular. Um, I mean, they, they, they tend to be a bit more popular during the summer anyway, but now it's even 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 high increase because of um, those longer booking um, duration that we're seeing, kind of last minute decision, you, you just don't have time, right, to, to organize a pet sitter. So you, you want to take your, your pet with you. Also, 
the workation trend. So working remote and kind of mixing uh, work time and vacation and maybe staying a little bit longer um, in the vacation rental you booked because, because why not? Because the weather is not good in Berlin. So why should you fly back from Mallorca? Um, all of these trends, you know, are, are just pushing guests to actually expect more flexibility when it comes to how do they want to live in the vacation rental and consider the vacation rental more like their, their home. So they want to take their pet with them. Um, they also want to have a comfortable working environment. Um, you know, having this, this, this uh, recording today, for instance, um, if I would be in a vacation rental, I, I would like to be really sure that uh, the internet speed um, is, is good enough because, you know, we want to have good quality. It's the same if, if you're meeting on, on, on Zoom or, you know, um, just in general, being able to rely on the technology, uh, especially if you're several friends or family members working at the same time. So this is something that's extremely popular. We can only encourage property managers to highlight those features in that description. I mean, there is no, not necessarily a filter for it, right? Like kind of work from home filter. But they are just different amenities that put together actually um, are very convincing for, for guests uh, and that they understand, okay, that's actually a, a really good property to, to stay and work from there. And, and, and finally, something we see as well is that all properties or mostly the properties with um, free to flexible cancellation policies, so it doesn't have to be completely free, right, but some kind of flexibility um, are actually super popular. Um, that's actually a filter we implemented already back in 2020, so already last year, and it's, it's extremely popular. Um, and again, it's not about, you know, offering completely free refund all the time. Also, property managers can definitely have a strategy around that, but it's something that, um, it's a feature that guests are looking after at the moment, um, and it's a big differentiator. And, and literally, they can filter out properties that don't offer this, for instance, on, on Home2Go. So, um, yeah, again, I would say uh, pet friendly, to summarize pet friendly, anything that allows workation and working from the property, um, as well as flexible cancellation policies are, are definitely the key differentiators uh, for, for guests at the moment. Yeah, and, and these are the, the types of amenities that you envisage being most popular, like moving forward as well past this pandemic? Yeah, that's actually a great point because that could be just a trend, right? Like, yeah, okay, that's just, you know, how it is now. But what we're seeing as well is that uh, in the, the qualitative survey, we, we, we did um, directly asking guests like, okay, you know, how are you actually envisioning booking your vacation moving forward after the pandemic, even if, if you know, COVID-19 would be over? Um, you know, once you've tasted it, there is no way back. Uh, once you've tasted a flexible cancellation policy, um, once you've tasted... Uh, a, a nice, you know, and, and strong internet connection or being able to take your pet with you. Um, yeah, there, there is no way, no way back. So these are definitely trends that are yet to stay. And, and I do believe it's for the best, to be honest, because it's been already some, you know, some years and it was a known topic in the past in the industry that something, the hotel industry, for instance, uh, where was very strong about, um, where, for instance, this you know, different cancellation and, and having maybe more standardized and more maybe easy to understand, you know, um, yeah, policies, right? Um, so I do believe if, you know, bringing a little bit more standardization um, in that and offering uh, simply a bit more flexibility to, to the guests is, um, is definitely also a big, big chance for, for us in the industry. 
And of course, um, last but not least, we can't fail to mention this, but Home to Go, very excitedly, um, recently announced that it was set to go public. Now, I know you're a little bit limited in what you can say about this right now, but what are you able to disclose to us um, at the moment <laughs> without me getting you? It's a, <laughs> it, it's a very diplomatic question, Paul. <laughs> All right, so what I can tell you is that uh, indeed Home to Go and Lakestar um, yeah, have announced uh, that they have entered this definitive business combination agreement, as it's called. Um, and I can only encourage uh, listeners uh, who want to learn more about that um, to directly go onto our website. So it's uh, home2go.de slash news and you would find all the information in there. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's a very good answer, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, joining me on today's podcast, Rachel. Thank you, Paul. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Really hope you've enjoyed it and uh, thank you very much for your time. I did. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's Short Term Rentals podcast. And a big thank you again to Minute for sponsoring this episode. If you'd like to keep up to date with industry news, head on over to shorttermrentals.com and sign up to our twice weekly e newsletters.